The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday night. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers listening out there on the live stream or later in the week. Uh, Andrew, how was your Mother's Day today? It was it was really pleasant, man. I had a I had a great day. Probably one of the best days uh, since the beginning of the quarantine. Um, so so that was good. Uh, but uh, you know, I will say this is all despite me kind of blowing it and uh, not realizing that Mother's Day was today until Friday. I had someone mention. I had someone mention Mother's Day to me on Friday, and I was just like, "Holy shit, Mother's Day is in two days!" I had no idea, <laughs> and so I was able to kind of raggle together flowers. And I've got a king cake coming tomorrow, so that's a day late. My wife loves king cake, uh, but otherwise, like on the present front, I kind of blew it. But on like the family enjoyment, hanging out, it was good. Yeah, I mean, the trouble How for was me. Yours? Mine was great. The thing that was so enjoyable about this Mother's Day is with coronavirus, we didn't have to worry about like trying to get a restaurant reservations, which we don't do a lot of, but like we didn't have to worry about that. It was just like, hey, she goes to her parents' house all the time because she helps care for my brother-in-law. Uh, and so her parents go nowhere, so it was fine that they came over. So they just came over. We bought we, we bought a ham cook some sides it was fantastic and i got my hair cut my father-in-law broke out the clippers did a fantastic job considering i believe i didn't i don't have a picture my wife took a picture on her phone um and my wife sally would you say my haircut is satisfactory she nods her her, her dad does a good job he, he cuts my son's hair so uh it worked out well um so mother's day was great uh, I have to say, we I asked a Twitter question for people. I said to them, Andrew, I said, describe your physical appearance as if you were a Saints corner 55 days into the quarantine. And people are <laughs> tweeting me pictures of Jason David and Fred Thomas <laughs> and Mike McKenzie. I got, a, I, got a, I got a good answer for this. But uh, before we go there, I, I do have a funny story about haircuts. Uh, so my, wa- my wife uh, just – My wife. 
I just gave my son a haircut, and we don't have clippers, and she's not exactly a she. She's not what your father-in-law sounds like. You know, she she doesn't do haircuts. Uh, so I, I don't oh, no. know if I should, I don't know if I should be sharing this publicly, but we, <laughs> we don't have clippers. So, uh, you know, the mailing that we got from our manscaped, uh, from oh, no. uh, months ago, well, I haven't been using it, but, uh, she used the uh, lawnmower to, 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 to oh, no. oh no, oh <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds like a that is as questionable a call as giving Nick Fairley a four year contract extension if Dave was here. Yes, it's it's on the same plane for sure. I mean <laughs> that's a tough call. So by the way, people, I just want to say that you should sign up and become a $10 patron because you get the podcast every day. It's awesome. And you get Andrew's write-ups. You get access to the Discord channel and everything. But we created a new tier where if you sign up and become a $20 a month patron, you can rant on our Saints Happy Hour hotline, and we will create a custom video for your rant like we did for Dave's Christmas rant last week. And you can share it on your social media with your friends, your family, and everybody. And it's amazing the headliner tool that I have now to make these videos. So if you become a $20 a month patron, you get to do a custom rant. We'll make a video for you. It's amazing. Consider it. Uh, I'm having super amounts of fun uh, with the headliner. Speaking of rants and Christmas games, there's Dave. Dave, how are you tonight? I'm good. Sorry I'm late. Uh, just putting my son to bed and having a heart-to-heart about... Uh, men and women and how you treat women whoa <laughs> did, he, did he smack his sister in the mouth yeah was it was there violence or no uh, <laughs> no he just doesn't think it's you know sometimes it's just not fair like i don't know women get to go first or that you know that kind of stuff you just teaching <laughs> chivalry parent of the year yeah Dave. right 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 I felt it was important. I needed. I needed. To, I needed to stay locked into that conversation uh, instead of le- instead of leaving it early and uh, for the po- getting for the podcast, on, on the podcast. Yeah. So, Dave, uh, we we I asked the the people on Twitter. I said we're fifty five plus days into. Uh, yeah, yeah. My my cornerback. Uh, yeah, it's Brandon Browner because it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's my answer. I feel maybe, like I'm... I was thinking I was thinking maybe like maybe it's Delvin bro. Some days it's good. Some days it's bad. You know, some days you lose the ball on the lights in the Superdome and you have no idea what's going on. Some days you're uh, you're uh, you got tight coverage on a guy on a seam route. I was thinking at first it was going to be Jason David where it'd be full of promise, but it went badly very quickly. But then I settled on Fred Thomas like it was OK and it was OK. It was bumpy. Had a little, had some, had some peaks in there, but now it is totally, completely off the rails. Hey, hey, Fred Thomas hanging in there with a bad hand. Yeah, so that's actually a great analogy for you. It, it is a great analogy, but but at the end, man, it was a it, poor Fred Thomas. It was a disaster, and a lot of Saints fans hated him, but a lot of people just felt bad for him, and I feel like that's where I am. Uh, in the corner, they just see me out, and they're just like, "Oh, that poor man." That I, I poor, would, poor I man. would personally go with Ken Crawley, just because Ooh. like expectations very low, and then kind of out of nowhere, like on the outside, it looks like I'm fine. You know, I'm six foot. Um, 
you know, I've got the height, the weight, the speed, like I should be good. And like things should be okay on the outside. Things appear fine. <laughs> but on the inside, I'm a shell of a broken man. I have no confidence. My psychology is shot. And, you know, there might be like a little bit of promise. It looks like I am deserving of being a starter. And then it all falls apart. Uh, yeah. I have to say, I feel like uh, this quarantine, that the fact that they're talking about, like, it's not going to blow over and it just, it's just, it seems endless. So that makes me care less even about my physical appearance. So I'm starting to gain all that quarantine weight that people are talking about. I just, I eat reckless. I'm staying up till one in the morning. It's it's not good times in the Marlboro House, Dave. It's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a question, but uh, I I'm sure I, I haven't stepped on a scale in months, <laughs> and uh, I would be nervous too. I don't think if I went to see my doctor right now, I don't think he would be very happy with me uh, in the slightest. <laughs> Are you pounding uh-huh. Twizzler? Are you pounding Twizzlers and gummy bears to deal with the stress, Dave? You know, it's not so much the can. I've been pretty good with the candy. Um, the booze has just totally gotten out of control. Um, <laughs> you know, and the, ed- and the edibles. And you know, during the week, uh, during the week I work, and um, uh, so you know, I won't get home till three or something or four. Uh, and I'll, even then I'll wait a little bit and maybe even wait till the kids go to bed, you know, before I have a, a drink or something like that. But on the weekends, it's, it's freaking, you know, no holds barred, uh, starting at two in the afternoon and eating. And, uh, as far as eating is concerned though, it's no, it's, 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 you know, Italian meats, it's salami and prosciutto. That's, that's what's really killing me here. <laughs> Somebody Italian said meats. In this Jarris Bird as your as your quarantine cornerback slash defensive back. No, because Jarris Bird, there was so much promise at the beginning. Uh, there was no excitement at the beginning of the, the shutdown of the quarantine. It was all just like, eh, maybe we'll get through this. Um, but, Andrew, Dave brought up an interesting point about not wanting to step on a scale. Everybody's gaining weight. We're were not healthy, which brings us into our one actual Saints topic that we're going to discuss tonight. Larry Werford, he got a little fat. <laughs> he started to decline. The Saints released him on a Friday. Um, we talked about it in a breaking news podcast. You should subscribe. Become a $7 a month patron. Become a $10 a month patron. Get crew to taste some cup. It's awesome. You have access to everything. Uh, we talked about it breaking news. The thing about – my only thing with Warford is – we can get into how he played in a second, but I was surprised that they did it now in the sense of I wish they would have waited just because if injuries happened or different things, like I like to have the depth of Larry Warford, even though he didn't play great last year. Yeah, well, I was talking to – who said this to me? Nick Underhill, and he, he made a good point. And his his view was, you know, if all of a sudden Larry Warford is – a backup and he's not happy about it and he's complaining and he's, you know, gets even more overweight. He's showing bad habits. You got to get that out of the locker room. So, you know, I know the saints were unhappy with him. They were unhappy with his weight. And so 
I know that led to some disagreements between the player and the staff. And uh, so I know that there was, I don't want to say bad blood, but uh, there was frustration uh, from both sides. And it wasn't a, at a great place from a relationship standpoint, from what I heard. And so I think, yeah, you draft his replacement, you got to get him out of there. And so I think that's what that boils down to. I'm just kind of surprised. I mean, like when we signed him, he was like the number two guy, right? He was like the second best guard available. That was the year they went for whoever it was. They didn't get him. And so they signed Warford instead. Yep. Um, uh, So seems seems like a very high, you know, long fall from grace here. I mean, uh, seems like it's like it's really been downhill pretty quickly for Warford from going from the second best available free agent one off season to being Pro cut. Bowl. Well, you yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and that's like, a, what, what's going on with that? What's that's a good that? point, Dave, you know, because his first two years, I mean, it was, ex- it was exemplary and, and, you know, we'll get to it in a second. I think it was still a great, a great signing by the saints, but that's a good point, Andrew, because going into last year, like there was no question about was Warford a good signing? Will they keep him? Will they have to like? There was none of that. He was, and, yeah, he was totally solid. He was like Mister Dependable. Like you would, he was, he was just a lock at his position. I think the thing about Warford is he was always really slow. Like he was always slow. So the thing that you tolerated that the fact that he wasn't a guy that was going to be able to pull and maybe make big plays in the screen game or downfield. You tolerated that because he was so thick that he had great push on the interior. Ass and mass, baby. Yep, and and great one-on-one in matchups when he's right, physically. And so, you know, if he he was dealing with a powerful player on the interior, he could handle it. And so when he got even slower because he was fat and he was out of shape and he was losing his one-on-one battles, especially in the two-minute drill, which I talked about at length many times on the show, I think the tolerance starts to wane because it's like, well, if you can't even do the stuff that you're really good at, which is why we tolerate that maybe you're not as good as other stuff, then well, shoot, let's go out and get a guy that can actually play on the perimeter. And, and you know, so that, that this move in, in drafting Ruiz was all about getting faster. And, uh, you know, I've said I've long said that I think Ruiz is destined to be the center. Uh, I think they'll move McCoy over to guard because he's ridiculously fast and runs a sub sub 540. Um, But uh, yeah, it's too bad. I mean, I love, I liked where Larry Warford, you know, he had a big interest in music and he was big on Frenchman street and playing jazz there. And um, so I think he fit well. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he fit well in the community and uh, he was a terrific signing. And so, you know, it's always sad to see guys like that go. I never heard that about him playing music. Yeah. I mean, as far as like free multiple ag- instruments, like he's a guitar player, a drummer. That's cool. Yeah, as far as free agent signings go, I mean, it's not Drew Brees because nobody can match the just perfection, right? And maybe not Demario Davis because they're gonna extend him. But like, it's definitely Dave that third tier of free agency where it was a really good signing. And I don't think the Saints have any regrets about doing it. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, no. I think it was. It's. It's. 
you know, the history books have now been written and uh, 10 years from now, looking back on it, I think it'll, it'll be looked upon favorably. And it was one, and Andrew, it was one of my favorite kind of saint signings where they went, they went as far as they could to get Zietler and Cleveland just out. Zietler. Yeah. That was the other guy. And then literally like 15 minutes later, it came across. They're like, they're signing Warford. It's done. They got to go. So guard. where is and so what's what, what's up with Zietler now? Zietler plays it's for the Giants. He got comparison. traded. He, he was part of the Yeah, he he's on his second team after that deal, but he's still a good player. He's still good, but the thing is, he's he's good, but he's not top 3 guard money good. You know, and the Saints got Warford for like half what Zietler got guaranteed. Much better value. Yeah. yeah. So it was just – it's just one of those things where, you know, you talked about it the other day, I think a couple podcasts ago, where, like, the Saints were lucky as hell that they didn't sign – they didn't draft Reuben Foster and they got Ramchek instead just because of straight luck because San Francisco jumped them and drafted him and they picked Ramchek. Same thing with Warford. Like, they could have had more money – they could have invested more money in Zietler and they probably got the same thing out of Warford for half the price – um, and that was just straight luck. I mean, Zietler could have said, "Oh, sure, I'll take, I'll take your offer, Saints." And it's, it's a little bit less than Cleveland, or maybe Cleveland wouldn't have gone as far. So it's sometimes, man, it ain't skill. It's, it ain't. It's, it's almost, it's almost like wanting to draft up, to draft a guy a hundred places earlier, and uh, nobody answers your phone calls, and so you just wind up drafting him a uh, hundred <laughs> places later. It's true. Jesus Christ. <sighs> you could make an argument the Saints' best moves were. Despite their effort, <laughs> all the best shit that's happened to them was because somebody else fucked them what they wanted to do. And so they wound up getting the second, you know, the second choice and it wound up being the better choice. Yeah. Can you imagine what right? things would have looked like if they had missed out on Jerry's bird because someone outbid them and then yeah. they were like, well, I guess, I guess we'll take Malcolm was... Jenkins back. Yeah, well, I <laughs> right. guess we got to settle for taking Malcolm Jenkins back. <laughs> that was the one time where they fucking won, and it, and that that's what happens. It fucked us. Or, or the actually the biggest what if in the Sean Payton era, I think, is what if they would have talked Josh Norman out of signing with the Redskins, and he signed with the Saints in 2016. The Saints, the Saints are basically Kramer. They basically just fall ass backwards into most. <laughs> they they just lock themselves into into good good roster decisions yeah. uh, against their better judgment. Or another one. Ha- hashtag system bomb. corner. They were probably totally willing to give New England back the thirty second pick to get Malcolm Butler, but. Lattimore falls to him, and they're like, "Ah, we drafted Lattimore in New England. We're done with we're done with Malcolm Butler. Keep him, right?" Um, well, the, the whole Zach Bond thing is another example of that. Where I, I think, and and I I learned this after the draft, but apparently the Saints were treating the draft like free agency, and they they had come in, they 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 decided Ruiz and Bond, those are our guys. We're gonna go get them. We're going to do whatever it takes to get out of this draft with those two guys. That's who we want. <laughs> Apparently, the, from the very beginning, those were their, their two guys is what I heard. And so they were shocked that they were able to actually leave and, and get a third guy in, in the tight end, Troutman, because they were trying so hard to give up all their picks to go get Vaughn. 
and everyone was like, nah, nah, we, we don't want that. We, we like our pick. We're going to take this. And so you know, he, they kept falling further and further down, and they just got to a point where they didn't have to give up everything to get Vaughn. So they're like, we got all these picks left. Fuck it. Let's go get a tight end. That is so, that is so Saints. It is that is that is as Loomis as Loomis can be. But that's what that but that's when it hit me like the draft isn't the draft for the Saints. It's free agency. Yeah. I you mean, know what I'm saying? Like they they they're just like this, this is the guy we want. We're going to go get him. Yeah. Because they they because right, Dave, because they view that they don't view their roster as having a ton of needs. They view their roster as we just need a piece here, a piece there. So they don't care about best available or getting a quantity of eight to ten dudes. They just lock in and went and got it. And they sort of tricked us because they fell into Louise by accident and it lulled us into a sense of false security that they were still gonna be super reckless in the draft. Is that is that fair, Dave? Uh, yeah. You wh- what? You don't think that they were super reckless in the draft? I, I don't think they were. They wa- but I they think... wanted to be more reckless. They Jesus, wanted to be. Jesus Christ! They, they went. Want... They went. They wanted. They went mini Ditka, and they wanted to go full Ditka. <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh that they God. that Jesus they Christ. got both players they wanted, and the highest tight end, the highest rated tight end on their board. And they're still going to have a draft pick in every in the first four rounds in 2021 is just maybe the biggest miracle Chef's of kiss. the last five years. Yeah. And look, all, we're, we're just three idiots. So, you know, whatever. But it should, it should worry you a little bit that the Saints were begging NFL teams to take their draft capital and everyone was saying no. No. And 40, 40 picks later, Zach Bond is still sitting there available. And the Saints realize, holy, holy shit, we don't have to give all this stuff up. Because no one else wants this guy. Well, the thing is, it's like teams just didn't want – like the, I guess teams felt like the Saints' 2021 second-round pick just wasn't enough, right? Like what – I, wa- I want to know – and this but, is where but the point is the Saints felt like they had to be more aggressive to go get him. Yeah, and the teams kept telling him no. Every other team didn't value him as highly. Right. So well, how how off is our scouting department? Well, how Well, either that or they know something 31 other other teams don't. I want to know what we'll the Saints out, offered that team said no to. That's that's what I want. Nick, if you listen to this podcast later, I know he's a Nick is a supporter of the show. Thank you, Nick. Uh Tell us, DM me, text me. I just I want to know like what I want to know like what the Saints gave up. Put it on the Twitters. I want to know what the Saints gave up. Uh, wanted to give up to get Bond. I think maybe I wonder if they went like a 2021 second and a 2021 third, and teams still said no to them. No, surprising. I'm surprised it, the big that. the biggest surprise to me is that Loomis admitted after they drafted Bond that they would have given up more, more. yeah to get him. It's just like <laughs> even if that's true, why would you say that? I don't because because Loomis don't give a fuck. He just he is what he is, man, and he know you know. I, the thing is though, and this is the scary part, 
and we t- we talked about this on you know right after the draft is is I think Ruiz and ba- and either Bond or Trout both one of them going to be awesome you know one of them is going to work out probably going to be great yeah. and here's the thing like the Saints but, it, but but here's the thing Ralph like when you're 26 and six you can say shit like that because it doesn't matter because you have ultimate job security <laughs> and it, if these guys work out. Then it doesn't matter what you say because you're yeah. a genius. And, but when you're, when you're, you know, the Washington Redskins or you're six and ten or seven, you cannot get away with saying shit like that. No, they had the the, the coaches ranking. Sean Payton was ranked the second, the number the number uh, the number three coach behind uh, Bill Belichick, Belichick was one, Andy Reid was two, Saint Sean Payton was three, and some blogs coaching rankings. I think it was Bleacher Report. Mm. But, Andy um, Reid, that's 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 questionable. You could, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I don't know. He's won a Super Bowl more recently. Recency bias, I guess. Yeah. Shit, you give Patrick Mahomes a Sean Payton, I think he'd be doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, I wanted to uh, revisit a topic that we did a little bit last week, but we didn't explore the space enough. Is that we were talking about, you know. Teams are designing their stadiums for the fall in the event of, hey, we might only have 15 or 20,000 fans in the stadium. And Andrew brought up the point of, hey, if they're only going to allow 25,000 people in the dome, you need to not only pass the temperature check to make sure you don't have the Rona, you need to pass some sort of test lie detector or a quiz to prove that you are Saints diehard. We don't want any of these fair weather, I'm going to wear a Peyton Manning Broncos jersey to a Saints game. We don't want any of those kind of yahoos in the stadium if it's only going to be 20,000 people. So, individually, we would think... He wants you to be hooked up. He wants you to be hooked up to a machine and then they, we, they're going to tell you statements and if... Uh... And if it makes your blood boil, then it's going to set the machine off, and then we'll know if you're a real fan or yeah, not. Yeah, after the show last week, we decided that for for Dave, one of the things involved would have to be Nick Fairley to get <laughs> your blood to boil. But or I was thinking, uh, uh, Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener, Andrew, what would be what would be like an obscure Saints thing that they might show up if they're like giving you a lie detector test? They just should like show you the picture and get your heart rate. What would be like a random thing they could show you that would get your heart rate up that would prove that you are a Saints diehard lunatic? Uh, maybe Rob Ryan and Sean Payton screaming at each other on the sideline, <laughs> or, or, or or just a picture of Albert Connell, like just his headshot. Ooh. Albert Connell. They could show me a picture of uh, Orlando Ruff was a random <laughs> Jim Hazlitt linebacker signing, and I would get so mad because I was so I I was so excited about him. I talked myself into Orlando Ruff. Or this one gives me back to my youth. Back when the Saints in the Mora era, they signed Brad Muster, the sh- the fullback from the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, he was garbage. And he was complete and utter garbage. And I bought a Brad Mustard jersey t-shirt <laughs> in my youth. That serves you right. It does. <laughs> serves you right. Uh, they, they made those jerseys? They, I've never even heard of that guy. 
It, it wasn't a jersey. It was like a. It was like a t-shirt. It was like I think it wasn't. Uh, my, I think my mom had it made for me. It was like a t-shirt no. that looked kind of like a jersey with his number and his name. I mean, he was he was a Pro Bowl fullback. Not with the Saints. He was not with the Bears. He played with Neil Anderson in the same yeah. backfield, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I uh, I remember Brad Muster, and yeah, he was a big bust. You know, we all have, and and I feel like. 80% of Saints fans, it's Jason David. We all have our player that just the mere mention of his name makes your it's blood disgust. boil. And, and one guy for me that was always that, and this is really random and weird because he barely even played for the Saints. But I had this irrational hatred for Doug Nussmeyer. I just <laughs> thought he was, I thought he was the worst quarterback yeah. I had ever watched in my life. And I noticed that LSU just signed his son <laughs> to play for them. I, I, I noticed he just committed to LSU. So I was like, oh, God, I've got to watch another Nussmeyer play quarterback. Yeah, the, my favorite thing about Nussmeyer was when the Saints played Seattle in 1997, Ditka's first year. They they were having all the quarterback issues, of course, because that was that was after the Heath Schuler experiment was of course, doomed to failure. So they were rotating him out. Nussmeyer was playing, but he was so fucking terrible. Winford Tubbs intercepted the ball in overtime against Warren Moon. And Ditka was like, you know what? We're not even running a play. Get out there and kick that 46-yard field goal, Doug Bryan. Like, that's the lack of confidence. They were like, they didn't even attempt to run the ball three times with Nussmeyer. They were just like, nope, kicking the field goal. Um... <laughs> He was awful. You, you know, I feel like Dave gets an automatic pass into the dome and doesn't have to pass a test based on his uh, junior galette detective work. <laughs> yeah. That, that should get him a lifetime pass. Yeah, you just like, you walk in with your cell phone and it's just a picture of the collage that you created. You're like, I'm in. They're like, they're like yes, sir, come to the VIP area. The VIP area. <laughs> right through, right through. But... You know, it's true. I, I I don't want non diehard fans in there if we're sitting every fourth seat. I don't want it. But uh, I do. I do like the idea of like a like a uh, a test or like hook you up to a lie detector. Uh, you probably have to get there. They probably have to start letting people real early into the dome if we're gonna have if we're gonna run uh, lie detector test or quizzes. Uh, to get entry, but it's totally worth it. And since they're only going to have 25,000 people in the dome, they got the time. Um, so we talk about that. The main thing I want to talk about is I look around the NFL and we've mentioned it a little bit, but man, I am full hundred percent committed. I placed a wager on the saints over uh, of 10 and a half online at certain places uh i believe and wins win total the win total i believe yeah. the coronavirus is going to help the saints win the super bowl i am a hundred percent committed to this theory if it blows up in my face so be it now look it doesn't mean i'm happy the coronavirus is here no but i gotta deal with the world as it is not as i want it to be I think the coronavirus is going to help the Saints a ton and it is going to kill teams like Carolina and Tampa. There, I said it. Call me a jerk if you want, but I put big money on the over for the Saints for 10 and a half. 
Am I wrong? Well, you're a jerk. You're a jerk, but you're absolutely right. Wait, wait, wait. Now, what happens? What happens if the season is altered and they don't play 16 games? They play like 12 games or 13 games. I don't like, care. I don't care if they play three games. Get <laughs> win a Lombardi, and we have Atlanta fans holding it over our heads forever on Twitter, mocking us for winning an illegitimate Super Bowl. I don't care. Get me the Lombardi. Put me in the encyclopedia for the NFL history records. I don't care. I'm good with it. Wait, no, but as far as Ralph's bet is concerned, uh, I think they'd that have situation? to give you back. I think they'd have to it's refund it's the voided. ticket if they don't have a 16-game season. It's it's not like you're betting 10, 10 and a half over, and if they happen to only play nine games, well, then fuck you. you still, well, then you obviously what, lose your bet. What if they only play 12 games, but they win 11? Ooh. Yeah, see, right. see I was gonna be like, no, it's null and void because right. uh, they didn't get sixteen. And right, you, right. you'd have a good argument there, Ralph. I think so. That's a great question. That's a great question, though, Dave. If they have degenerates in the chat room uh, that read the fine print on that sort of thing, let us know. Um, I, I would think... assume it's void. I would assume it's based only on a sixteen-game season. What's the minimum amount of games you think they can have and still? do a season like how what's the uh, lowest amount of games Andrew? Yeah. they all have and still have a season in a nine eight, eight, eight or ten. ten yeah eight to ten yeah but i would see if you're setting the over under you set it at nine no i think you'd set it at i think you set it at eight and a half okay fine i think you need to <laughs> which is nine. nine yeah well you can't they don't want to they don't want to push they, well, want, they want wins or losses right um so that that's that's my thing, and and I just look around this. I look around the league with teams breaking in new quarterbacks. I I think Andrew, the games at the beginning of the year with the abbreviated training camp or whatever they're gonna have. I think teams like the Saints are gonna have an advantage, but man, I think we're gonna see some shitty shitty football the first four to five weeks. And it's been that way since they've sort of changed the rules, right, post-2011, where you can't do as much offseason. So teams kind of find their footing. I think we're going to see that even to a stronger degree this year. Now, we'll watch it and we'll love it because we'll be so desperate for sports. But I think the quality is going to be very, very poor. Yeah, I'm good with that. (laughs) As long as it means wins. (laughs) <laughs> I'm all about the wins, man. Did you guys see who won the bid uh, to watch a football game with Roger Goodell? At <laughs> I saw game? that. <laughs> yes. Do we want to talk about that? I do. You do. think that's going to happen? Do you think that they're going to follow through with that? I no bet chance. they don't. No chance. No chance. No chance. Because, because, because here's the thing, and I know a lot of people that listen to us, listen to Barstool, and Barstool, they do a lot of cool things. Uh, I don't listen. I listen to the Pardon My Take, which is one of their things, which is great. But they have a lot of that guy that runs them. He's worth a lot of money, and, and granted, he's built a wonderful thing. But he is not what the NFL wants to be uh, associated with, as far as like women and different things. There is zero fucking chance. That he watches a game with Goodell. There's more of a chance that Sean Payton comes on this podcast as a guest than Goodell and Dave Poirier. Well, he's already doing our open, so he we're is. halfway there. 
<laughs> this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? 
Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Which allows me to segue to our next topic. How do we get Sean Payton on this podcast? I need tips. We need we need to brainstorm this. We need to workshop it. Uh, people in the people in the live stream, on the chat, in the Discord, we need ideas. Dave, what should we do? I don't. I I think I think you saw it. I mean, I I wanted to send him one of the twenty eight to three face masks. Yeah, uh, I feel like if Peyton is going to be shopping at Whole Foods on magazine. Uh, that he should at least be wearing a never forget 28 to 3 face mask. Uh, he didn't respond to that. Uh, I don't know if I have any good tips for getting him on. You know, the only thing I would say is you're, the clock is ticking because you're, the only chance you're going to have him on is going to be in the off season when he's got the quarantine. Uh, this is this is the only especially time, especially when he's stuck at home. Yeah. When he's yeah, stuck at so home, he's got quarantine fever. The what clock, we the clock is ticking. Uh, you have although, like to, although to someone who recovered from the coronavirus, does he even have to stay at home? Oh, like he's point. probably not feeling well, they haven't, scared they about have getting not, it again. Well, he's probably not, but they haven't. There's no, there's no proven research that says if you get it, you can't get it again. And if you get it again, if, if, even if just because you've got it doesn't mean. Well, I guess. I guess if you if you can't get it again, you can't transmit it. I guess that would be true. But here's the thing: should we? Connor follows you, Andrew, right? Should we? Should we? Should we DM his kid? Try to go through the, through the, through his children. Yeah, back to... I keep I keep uh, bugging waffling him. on that one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think what I need to do is I need to talk to legitimate media people at Channel 4 that are connected to Peyton, like maybe Paulson. Well, not Paulson. He would never do that for me. But maybe... I think blackmail's our only shot. Yeah. Uh, we got to find some dirt on him. So I think that's that's the path. Patrons, if you can find some dirt on Sean Payton, I think blackmail... I, mean, I, probably, I probably could. If, I, if we really yeah. wanted to do that, I could probably find that out. <laughs> Man, we, need, we, need, we need dirt and we... Not that oh. I'm going to. If he goes, if he goes on another Saints podcast, the one of like nine thousand Saints podcasts that they have now, 
uh, if he goes on an, one of the fan podcasts and it's not us, I will be heartbroken because I feel like we. He's definitely not. <laughs> He'll, he like you know you know he might be on does does Duncan Holders do they still have their podcast? They yeah, do. yeah. He's, that'll he's be down. that'll be the podcast they'll he would go. He's on. been on that show before. Yeah, with pre-approved questions. I guess he'd go on with Underhill, but I'm talking about I'm talking about the non-legitimate media like us, no. where we just like a bunch of jackals. Have you guys Have you guys noticed that Delvin Bro will talk to anyone and everyone? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was one of our great misses, Andrew. We we did a fantastic job with Joe Horn, and he we got he got emotional, and we just sort of let him go. Delvin Bro, he wanted to vent. He wanted to spew anger, and we didn't. Yeah, we kind of shut that shit down. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't prod him enough. We should have. We should have. We should have egged him on. He wanted to spew against Sean Payton so badly, and we we whiffed on that. Like like a lot of things with his podcast, um, we were that close to being great, and we just missed. Um, so somebody says, "Tell him you're about to be the number one podcast in Finland." Oh. By the way, if if we get Sean Payton on the show, we'll we'll somehow drop like below fifty in Finland. I, I don't know. Here's the, the, the Finland thing; like it defies logic. Like the fact that we're top ten and for NFL podcasts in Finland, it's like I, I just think if we ever did anything incredible, like they would lose complete interest. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. We are. Um... Number 56 in Sweden. We are number 172 in Canada. But here's where it gets really weird. We're number 13 in Malta. Now, yes. I don't even know where the fuck Malta is. I'll be honest. But all you people... Right li- Isn't it near Greece? That sounds right. I don't even know where it is. I couldn't, pi- I couldn't pick Malta out on a map. Not going to lie. But the fact that we're so highly rated there, uh, if you're from Malta. Malta Malta is an archipelago in the central Mediterranean between Sicily and the North African coast. So it's probably fucking the most beautiful place in the fucking world. Yeah, it's, it's in between Italy and Greece. So if you're from Malta, DM me with a legit Maltian address. Is that how you say it? Maltese address. And I will send you a care package thanking you. For helping us be so popular Look, in Malta. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be stuck somewhere during the coronavirus, I mean, I'm just looking at pictures right now. Malta looks like. <laughs> I mean, be, being stuck in Malta, listening to the Saints Happy Hour podcast is Seems maybe amazing. the greatest thing in life right now. So, um, before we get to. Uh, Twitter questions, which we have a lot. And by the way, check out our Twitter. I'm going to retweet it. Our Twitter question uh, tweet that I did. People are just, they DM me the wildest pictures about their favorite, how they, what Saints cornerback shows their uh, physical state during the quarantine. It's amazing. I'm going to retweet it. Um, but, but before we get to that, I want to talk to you guys. The Bird Rights is an awesome Pelican site. They have amazing content it's almost time for the nba draft i know it's coming up uh they've delayed it they delayed the lottery but they're still gonna have a draft and oh by the way it seems a thousand years ago but you know uh since the pels the pels are zion's you 
So, you forgot about it, but remember, the Pelicans got a shit ton of draft picks from the Lakers and other things last year from trading down. The NBA draft's coming up. The Pelicans have a ton of assets. The Bird Rights, they have the mock drafts up. They have a podcast where they did a bunch of mock drafts. The Bird Calls, it's an awesome Pelicans podcast. It's the only one I listen to. Find it where you subscribe and get your podcast. Just search the bird calls. They're amazing. Support them because they're supporting us. Wait, um, so how does the NBA draft work if they don't know, like, they don't know how the season ended? Are they just going by record when? The well, that's stopped? the thing. Kind of like everything. Everything's on hold. They haven't even done the lottery yet. They post the lottery should be coming up soon, right? So they postpone that. But they, like they've given up on the season, right? I would say or not yet. I would say no. The, the, the thing is with the NBA, I think they're going to have some sort of tournament where they're just going to quarantine everybody in two hotels, and they're going to be like, we're going to play this out, and it's going to be like a single em- em- elimination or something like that, and it's going to be like March Madness, and they're going to do it with 30 teams. And it's going to be like four weeks, and I don't know if they're going to give them the Larry O'Brien trophy or whatever, but that's what I think it's going to be. They're going to just declare the the uh, Corona champion. And that's what it'll be. Hmm. That's that's my uh, that's my prediction. Um, and so, will they will they base the draft order on the results of that tournament? I don't. That's a good. That's a good question. I don't. I don't know. That's that why you need to listen. That's why you listen. Need to go to the Bird Rights every day. They are probably more up to date on NBA stuff than us. And listen to the Bird Calls podcast. Um, this is a great question from JP. Should I plan on going to Denver, Dave, for the Saints game to get um, refreshments, even if fans are not allowed into the game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, make a trip of it, man. Uh, no, I'm actually planning on uh, – I'm hoping to go to the Vegas game. I really want to go. Uh, my buddy go Brad's already booked – uh, you know how expensive it's going to be to get one of those tickets? It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I do know. Especially, you know, in particular, I think you. this is what you mean. is It's the it's their home opener. It's the first game for that stadium. And if, so. the, the, and if the crowd, even if you, even if they do allow fans, it's probably going to be limited. So now you're talking the Vegas home opener, instead of 70,000, it's 20,000 on top of the risks of flying for Corona. And the thing that sucks most about the Vegas game, Dave, is that Vegas is AFC, so they're not playing again in Vegas until 2028. So that's why, for me, Uh, it was like, you got to go this year. And this before Corona, me and my wife were debating. I'm like, you don't understand. If you don't go to Vegas this year to see the Saints, we're not going again until 2028. Right. Um, but uh, but if you do go to Vegas, this is to address our viewer question. Uh, if you do go to Vegas, you can get refreshments in Nevada as well. Yeah, you can. Uh, Andrew, we have a, an actual football question from Dale, Dale, Dale. The Saints couldn't get a conditional seventh round pick for Warford. What the fuck? Uh Oh, you mean like if they had traded during the draft? Yeah, I yeah, I did think the timing 
was a little weird there, but uh, I think ultimately his contract was such that teams knew it's like the minute you start shopping a guy, teams know you're going to cut him. So it's just like, do we want to give something up to make sure we get him, or do we want to take our chances? Um, and yeah. so I, I just think when you look at his contract, it was like $12 million and nobody wants to pay him that. Um, and that's just, that's just the way it rolls. So yeah, I think it's, uh, it would have been tough to get a pick for him just based on his contract. That's a pretty big barrier of entry. If someone's yeah. going to pick him up, they want to sign him to a cap friendly deal this year. Yeah. The, 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 the one guy, and it, it caused the Saints to get cursed, is Darren Sproles. They announced that they were going to cut him, and then teams were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We want him. He's got a reasonable contract. Don't cut him. We'll, we'll trade for him, and the Saints like changed their, their tune, and thus was born the uh, Darren Sproles' wife, Compton Curse. The Compton Curse. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, um, are you saying, once again, the Saints were thwarted from making a terrible decision? And wound up making a better decision? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying yes. Again, it happens over and over. The Saints have fallen ass back. How have we never realized this before? I mean, seriously, this is like, this. It, I think this is a thing. And I think no, I don't think anybody's ever discussed this or realized this until now. It started, hell, Dave, they've been falling into good luck ever since Nick Saban decided he didn't want Drew Brees. Like, it's just been. It's almost like, it's almost like Loomis thinks in his mind that, it, he may as well be reckless because it can't go wrong. <laughs> to bring it's it like back the, to what? Seinfeld, he's like he's like Jerry Seinfeld. He's just you know it just always works out for him. He's like even Stephen. Well, what what was the what was the episode where George could say opposite? Do the whatever you yeah, think. That's right. That's right. Loomis does the opposite of every if if every if every uh, if every instinct Loomis has is wrong, then the opposite must be right. <laughs> Oh, oh, I like this. I like this question from Saints Recline, even though I don't play video games. Question If Madden 21 had coronavirus features, which features would you like to see, i.e., players randomly can't play due to the virus? I would like to see, like, uh, Atlanta has a, a Rona outbreak, so they have even less crowd than normal, so they only have like six people in the stadium. Like I would, I think wow. coronavirus features would be great. I think Madden should have coronavirus features. I think they should have players getting arrested features. Uh, they should go all out, <laughs> but they don't. Uh, if if somehow uh, Matt Ryan could get popped for performance enhancing drugs, and and miss half a season on Madden, that would be. Terrific. Somebody just. Jason just DM'd me a picture of his 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 quarantine Saints quarterback cornerback uh, appearance is toy cooked. <laughs> nice, I like that. I like that one, Jason. Nice. It's old school. Uh, if you're to- under the, the original toast, he is the. He, I if you talk about most hated Saints quarterbacks, you you ask people probably thirty eight and over, toy cook is up there. As he might even be ahead of Jason David, maybe, and he was probably a better player than Jason David. But man, fans hated I, him. See, Toy Cook made some plays though. Um, yeah. For me, Fred Weary was really. <laughs> Jason weird. David made some interceptions too. He Fred, also yeah, led the team ooh, Fred Weary's a Toy, good one. Toy Cook wasn't nearly as bad as Jason David. I mean, he got burned. I mean, he was called his his name was Toast for a reason. 
so I, you know, Toy Cook. The, I think the main reason why Toy Cook just gets killed by Saints fans it's it's the ones that remember the Flipper Anderson game, you know, and that's and that's really Massey the one both. game where he just laid he got, an egg. He got but was Toy Cook was Toy Cook statistically worse than a hole in the zone. <laughs> no chance. No chance. <laughs> that's the Trump. That's the Trump card for any argument for any Saints fans. When you, that's when right. You, when you want to argue that's against, right. you want to argue against against Jason David being the worst. You just try. Right. You just pull that out. Wait, was that was it David or was it Browner though? No, it was Jason David. Yeah. You, you're better off not having not putting a, a, a an, an eleventh player out there on defense at cornerback than you are with Jason David out there. Is basically uh, what they're saying. Yeah. So, I I just remember to put it another way, Jason Jason David playing out of position is better than Jason David playing in position. My my favorite the year that uh, that Brandon Browner was on the Saints was that the MVP that year in terms of highest quarterback rating was not Tom Brady. It was whoever was playing the Saints. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) The quarterback rating for opposing Saints quarterbacks was higher than the highest in the league. Every quarterback every quarterback the Saints played, it was their it was their best career game ever. Yeah. (laughs) That's you know, the Saints literally could get any quarterback a multi million dollar extension. If you played fantasy football and you needed a streaming quarterback for one week while your regular starter was I did that. I did that. I remember I picked up like uh, whoever's playing this. I picked up some garbage quarterback and he put up fifty points on the same. Just probably David Carr. Yeah. (laughs) Some shit like that. (sighs) So bad. Um so anyway, guys, Doug Nussmeyer probably would have put up 50 points. <laughs> on that. Is there any quarterback that year that wasn't any good against the Saints, like randomly? That was just. What year that... was that? What was that? That's 2016. Yeah, what year was that, Ralph? 20. 15, it was 2016. Yeah. So. Let's uh, pull this up. Let's 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 eyeball these. <laughs> let's, eyeball. Yeah, let's let's get a quick look here. Yeah. All right, week one against the Raiders. Carr was amazing. Yeah, we we got uh, Carr with a rating of 98.5. So, yeah. you know, very good, but not amazing. All right, week two against the Giants. That's Manning. Oh, yeah, that's we got Eli. We got Eli putting up 100, 104.1. Wow, that's that's a good game. Yep. Wait. Oh, it's only gonna get higher. Just you wait. <laughs> wow. I mean, these are some of the lowest. I feel what kind like. Of, what's what's the touchdown? Right, Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. One thirteen point two. Oh. Lord. How many touchdowns? How many interceptions? We we still don't have a pick yet. Uh, we're we're at five touchdowns, no picks. <laughs> okay. All right. San Diego, we've this got Ri- Rivers at 93.3. That one wasn't as good. Now, we've got – and he had two touchdowns, one interception. So, it's seven and one now. Are you keep – I'll tell you the touchdowns and interceptions. You Carolina. Carolina, Cam Newton, 83.8. That's pretty bad. Two, touch, two touchdowns, one interception. Kansas City. 
Are you sure this was the right year? Yeah, I don't think it was. I think it was 2015. I think it was 2015. I think that might be that might be right. Yeah, because now, that was Alex the, Smith was one. Yeah, one, that was the yeah, year because that 2015 is the year Rob Ryan got the got canned against Washington. I think the yeah, only Brian, game Browner's not on this roster. Yeah, I think the game the only games where like people were were bad was like the Texans game because they had Hoyer and they didn't throw the ball that much. Like, um, or maybe that's probably it, man. Even Jacksonville, even even um even uh. Against Jacksonville, I'm going to look it up. I, I think Blake Bortles put up gigantic numbers against them. You know? Uh, now, now, now we've – Blake Bortles, 27 of 35, 368, four touchdowns, two interceptions, 124 rating. The Saints Holy made shit. Blake against Bortles look amazing. Oh, my God. That's got to be right. – that, that has to be a career game for him. All Probably. right, here we go. Here, here's the ratings. I got them all. Ready? 120, 122.8, 112, 119.3. Quarterbacks? No, wait. Which quarterbacks for these? Oh, you want you want the quarterbacks? Yeah. No, All I right. just want to know what's funny about it. So All right. Carson, Car- like- Carson, Carson Palmer lit us up. Ugh. Jameis Winston, 112. Ugh. Uh, Cam Newton, 119. Dak Prescott, or was that Romo? That was, uh, let's see. 20. That no, was that Romo, was right? – uh, that was um, that was Whedon. Matt that... Castle, no, Whedon. <laughs> what did what did Whedon do against them? Wait, was it really Whedon? Yeah, against the Saints. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let's look. Uh, the Saints won. But that was a cool, uh, that was a, yeah, that was it was a... Whedon, and he had 105.6. Oh Lit my us god! Up. <laughs> Lit us up. <laughs> All right, then, uh, then Eagles, Falcons, Colts. There was a three. There was a pretty good three-game stretch there, all under 100. Ooh, and then you've wow. got Eli 136, wow. Mario Mariota 135. <laughs> That's got to be a career game for him too at that time. Alex Smith was it the Redskins? Is that Alex Smith? 156. No, that's Jeez, Kirk that's Cousins, Redskins. Game. That was Cousins. You're right. 156. Yeah, that's, a, Cousins. that's a perfect game. Uh, that's a perfect. QB perfect rating. is 158.3, but close enough. Oh, yeah. Te- Texans, yeah, 106. Close. Carolina, 121. Lions, 147. Jaguars, 122. Falcons, 102. Jesus. <laughs> wow, they're almost <laughs> only three games or sub 100. Uh, for the season, it was four games. Wow, my God! Yeah, that is twelve funny. out of twelve out of sixteen games over one hundred. As Sean Payton Jesus. might say, "My God, the defense! <laughs> it it's painful." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if we pay him another five hundred dollars, can he say the same thing about the two thousand fifteen defense? <laughs> Hey, hey, we'll Browner, submit it. My God, Browner? Nobody wants to watch him. Mm, so good. So, uh, this 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 podcast started slow, wait, wait, wait. picked up steam, ended yeah, yeah, strong wait. with this. Wait, we need to talk about um, Marshawn Lattimore's tweet to Jameis Winston. <laughs> wait, I missed that. Explain it. What? 
You, you didn't see that? No, I didn't see that. Explain <laughs> it to me. Lattimore tweeted Jameis Winston. He said, I just want to be clear. We're on the same team now, so you're not throwing to me anymore, okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm not a, not a receiver. I'm a defensive back, and we're on the same team. Uh, you did, I mean, he has oh completed – he did complete more passes um, to the Saints defensive backs than he did um, – Right, Campus. so Lattimore wanted to Yeah, but Latt- Lattimore only has one pick against Winston in his career. Yeah. So, like, while I appreciate the joke, it's not like it's Rondé Barber and Aaron Brooks here. <laughs> <laughs> so, 2015, the Saints gave up 43 touchdowns and had nine interceptions. Good. Year. Where would that season rank in NFL history? Now do 2012. Oh, I, I think – no. I think even Aaron Rodgers, the great, beloved, better than Drew Brees, according to everyone, Aaron Rodgers couldn't stack up against this season. No. Just, re- just remarkable, <laughs> remarkable ineptitude by the Saints. And uh, it, All right, do, it, do, do 2012 now and do yardage. <laughs> yardage given up. This is this is do like we, do we really want to go down this road? This is this is this is like comparing the Battle of Antietam against the Battle of Gettysburg. I mean, that's <laughs> just. A, I mean, do, do we really want to do this to fans? They're just suffering need, through the coronavirus. We need right the now. Ken. We need the Ken Burns music in the background and the slow pan. Yeah, like a banjo, a, a yeah, slowly banjo playing the banjo. No, I mean, and it, some and some. Letters written from Saints players to their moms and dads, like. <laughs> I feel like, like I have seen too much, mom and dad. Like, like I, what, is Captain Andrew Luck? Playing, no. playing defense for the Saints is a horror no man should have to go through. Here's the thing, I pray, though. I pray that my brother and sister are okay at home. I feel like Andrew. The Can you 2000- imagine how much Breeze must have hated his defense I mean, back then? He hated them so I much. I mean, you he know, was- he's Mr. Positivity. He's never going to say anything bad publicly. But you know, there were times he went home, laid down next to Brittany, and he just said, "Holy shit, this defense!" Holy shit! I, I put up, I, I put up seven touchdowns, and we barely fucking won this game. It took a, it took a miracle. I don't know what to do. Here's the thing, though. I think the 2015 defense is because the 2012 defense was so abominable. I think the 2015 defense sort of gets overlooked in its shittiness. And you just going through all the quarterback ratings reminds people um, we might need to have a bracket of shitty Saints defense. Well, no, 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 no. Here's the thing that I, I forgot to bring up the Saints, Brandon Browner broke the record that year for number of penalties. And here's the crazy thing. Penalties don't benefit quarterback rating. So independent from those ridiculous stats, they also broke the record for more most penalties ever. So it's even my point is it's even more god awful and even worse than you could possibly imagine. How did they win seven games? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. How did they win seven games? I, think... I mean, Dave, you're being kind of quiet. Are, are you just speechless? I'm looking up 
how many yards they gave up each game on defense. But do you but do you understand that when you're when you're having when you're committing a penalty, you're not giving up rating points or yards. Yes. yes. That, that's no, measured is. separately. Of your life. Yeah. No, it's No, that's true. And I, you know what has has anybody ever so done it's that? Like, has so it, well, like has anybody ever or don't it doesn't matter either way they're scoring. Right. But has anybody has anybody ever done that? Has anybody ever taken into account the penalty yards in 2015 and added it to the total yardage to see how it compares to 2012? I'm looking at 2012 numbers right now. Uh, they never gave up less. Oh, it got a little bit better. Not until week. Not until late November did they give up less than 400 yards. Well, there was that one game against the Bucks where they won. They shut them out. I think we need to have a quarantine party. We need to watch the shutout of the Bucks from 2012. Somebody needs to find that on YouTube, uh, or maybe I can. I guess you could stream it. Yeah, but game even pass. even even in that game, they gave up 386 yards. They gave up less yards to Atlanta. They gave up 283 yards to Atlanta uh, after Thanksgiving in late uh, November, but. Um, I mean, it's 459, 463, 510, 421, 427, 513, 530, Jesus. 447, 454, 404. Jesus. Then it gets better at 375, 283, 394, 386. Then it's back to 446, 530. They end the season with 530 yards to Carolina. 530. I think I've told this story a bunch of times, but I remember That's walking out of that last game in 2012. They played Carolina, and they just got housed. Yeah. And yeah, I remember my mom is like, they need to fire the defensive coordinator and fire everybody. And I was like, they just hired him. They can't start over. That'll make things just as hard. She's like, it can't be any worse. <laughs> I was like, you got me there. It's amazing that the Saints have a defense that's most yards and a defense that's most penalties and a defense that's highest opponent quarterback rating. All in a three-year span. All, all three. Yeah, just... Jesus. <laughs> well, this turned into a morbid podcast. We uh, should we should have a podcast that... Can, Ralph, where's the, one... where's the dead body uh, sound bite? Oh, I don't know. I don't, playing that. I don't have the... Uh... I don't have the depth. We, we need we need to compare 2012 to 2015. Which defense was truly worse? Yeah, we need. I think we need to have that. That needs to be um, a special off season, like June podcast of uh, of drunk <laughs> drunk Saints history, where we all just get shit faced and we're just comparing stats, or or somebody can somebody can do like a super cut of all the defensive blunders and it can be like 30 minutes long and we can all just drink and watch it and laugh at it together uh, that's a good idea if, if people out in the chat room uh, know how to do that um, but this has been a lovely Sunday night thanks for joining us support us uh, if you can we always appreciate it. you get the best swag on earth so uh, for Dave for Andrew for Kevin who's MIA uh, until next week the bar is closed